0: Before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hey guys, so today I am with Coach Strode Lanham. Coach Lanham is currently the offensive coordinator at Little Axe High School in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, spent uh, a bulk of his other coaching career at uh, Bishop McGinnis in Oklahoma where he coached in three of the last four state cha- championship teams uh, and is a, uh, a good buddy of mine. So coach, how's it going? Welcome.
1: How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I really I'm doing good. you man. having me on, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, this is good. We, You and I have you and I have talked quite a bit, and and actually, um, ironically enough, I'm I'm currently coaching one of your former players, so we we've got that relationship uh, and that that closeness too. So it's good to get down and talk with
1: you some more. Oh, for sure, for sure, man. Yeah, and you got a you got a really good kid out of Cal, so I'm excited he to eat it
0: up in your hands, man. He's a trip. There's some stories I could tell you off air, but he is,
1: he is <laughs> you know that. Um, oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, you know, first question I've got for you, and and obviously you, you've had a ton of success at Bishop McGinnis, uh, but talk to me a little bit about how the offensive line played a part in the success of some of those really good teams.
1: Uh, you know, I mean, just like the old wise tales, everybody always says, and it's still true, you know, it everything starts up front and, right. you know, what what we were able to do at McGinnis and the success we had, a lot of it had to do with our, those five guys up front and, um, them being the smartest and most physical players on the team we were able to do different things and treat it like it was basically a college you know the meetings that we'd have with them uh, the checks that we would make in game um, different things that we were able to do you know make a counter look like power sometimes and just different on the you know on the fly adjustments that we were able to make with those guys right uh, it was huge man I mean it really really was they bought in and- uh, that's that's something that I'm trying to get rolling right now um, at Little Axe, and we're getting there. But that's definitely something that you know we don't get to those state championship games or anywhere close without those five guys up front being able to do that.
0: Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, it, it's. It, I don't think people. I mean, obviously we're in such an important position, but you know, people uh, you know people overlook it sometimes and and don't put as much emphasis as as needed at it, and and that can kind of get them beaten some spots, so uh, you know it's good that it's because because correct me if I'm wrong, um you're not coaching the o line anymore. Now you're coaching
1: quarterbacks, right? Right. Yeah. No, so, I'm. Uh, I'm the, definitely an adjustment here.
0: Yeah. So that was actually that was kind of what I was going to talk to you about. I, I was I, I wanted to know sort of, you know, you going from from Bishop McGinnis to Little Axe. How has that transition been? uh You know, what struggles have you have you maybe had in the last couple? You know, a couple months or or whatever, and, and then what? You know, what's how important is it for you to find that right offensive line guy for to fit your your style of offense?
1: Uh, you know, the biggest adjustment is just getting these guys coming in. You know, you, I, got, I got hired right before spring ball. Um, so it's just getting the verbiage down, you know, where the steps are, who we're reading, you know, who we're kicking on certain pools and things right. like that. Uh, that's probably been the biggest adjustment for us is just trying to make sure that everybody's on the same page with each check and things that we do. Um, because, you know, that's what I told the current head coach, you know, when I come in, like, we're going to treat this like a college, just like we've done at Bishop McGinnis. If that means I've got to spend more time with each position group then I will. Um, but we're going to be successful just because we're going to invest in these kids and we're going to spend the time and we're going to give them every opportunity to do it. Um, but as for adjustment wise, man, that's probably been the hardest thing for me is just finding that balance of not adding too much, but right. also not hindering them and kind of, not adding enough at the same time. Um, But luckily for me, I'm fortunate. Our head coach um, is going to coach the offensive line. He's been around. He's coached at Choctaw. He's had success here. He's been in the college level. Um, I actually coached with him at Moore High School my first year coaching. Um, So, I mean, there's just been some different things here and there. Him and I have really meshed well. Um, You know, at the end of the day, you know, we're we're sold on counter and that's been something that we're going to hang our hat on. Uh, But as far as for the biggest adjustment is just it's kind of just getting everybody on the same page as fast as possible.
0: Right. I mean, and that's, I mean, you could say that about about anybody coaching offensive football anywhere, you know, it's, yeah. even if it's a brand new offense, or if it's an offensive run for 20 years, it's still about getting everybody on the same page as quick as possible. So you can do the stuff you want to do, um, which, you know, is, is key. Um, how has it been moving, moving to quarterbacks? I mean, has that been, have you had to, Have you done that before, or have you had to kind of brush up on some drills and terminology uh, in regards to that specificity?
1: Uh, You know, I would like to say that uh, I've done it before, but really the only work I've done with QBs is uh, my little brother is um, the all-time winningest quarterback at Washington High School here in Oklahoma, Um, and growing up with him running routes and just watching my dad and my uncle work with him. Right. um, And they've got, you know, one of the top programs in Oklahoma, so watching kind of the stuff they've done, with my little brother, uh, I've kind of taken that with it. And to be honest with you, uh, coach Ryan Stringer at Bishop McGinnis is probably, he's a quarterback whisperer. Um, the stuff, the stuff that he does with those guys and watching him through the last, you know, four or five years, watching some of the stuff he's done and just listening to how he talks with those guys. Uh, I've just kind of taken all that in and, you know, you take bits and pieces from everybody and you just kind of go with the flow, but you know, I'd be lying if I said, I'm not sitting here, you know, coming home from practice and looking up stuff, reaching out to people, trying to see, you know, what I can do to help with each and everything that I'm seeing that I don't like. But, um, you know, I've been fortunate to be around a lot of really good quarterback coaches and a lot of really good quarterbacks and just kind of taking bits and pieces from them and putting it together. Yeah.
0: I mean, that, I mean, that helps truthfully. I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of, you know, us as coaches, it's all about stealing and borrowing anyway. So, I mean, you you know, I'm sure, I'm sure in your mind you're thinking back to a drill you saw three or four years ago and how you can, how you can streamline it and how you can make it your own and how you can, you know, change the terminology around to make it your terminology. And, you know, that's any coach that says he doesn't do that's a liar. So, uh, you're, you're you're doing the same stuff
1: everybody else is doing. So, but no, I mean, it's, it's definitely true, man. And I, I think, you know, and if you're not, and if you're not trying to learn, you know, you're not doing your job for the kids. So, right. you know, I'm not – that's what I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, hey, I tell you guys to do the same thing I do when I go home. You know, I'm trying to learn the next best thing too. So, I, uh, you know, that's just kind of where I'm at, you know, trying to get these guys ready for, for week one as fast as possible while, you know, making sure that they're the best players that they can be. Right. Absolutely.
0: Um, you know, you spent obviously a lot of time at, at Bishop um, and had that big run. Talk to me a little bit about – you know, again, kind of going at the start of that run, you know, how, what did you guys have problems with guys kind of getting on board, so to speak, or was it sort of just you, you know, you got there with the train already, already, and you know, down the tracks and you just sort of hopped on and held on, but, you know, talk to me a bit, a bit about some of the struggles and, and successes you guys had in those, in that, uh, that run or those runs, I should say.
1: Oh, for sure. No, I mean, I think, you know, Coach Justin Jones, when he hired me on, um, he kind of had the train rolling in the right direction. Uh, but, you know, you're still going to have doubters and you're still going to face some adversity in and out, you know, through off season and things like that. But um, I think the biggest challenges for us year in and year out was, you know, we continued to push and push and ask so much out of these kids that, you know, when are they going to, you know, respond to us? Because, right. you know, are you being too hard? Are you not giving them enough time? Because at the end of the day, they are kids. Um, but, you know, as, as for year in and year out, it's just the expectations rise, you know, like Carl right. Albert's a great program. And that's who we kept running into, um, you know, like is this year we're going to beat them, you know, and we know those kids are feeling that pressure. And we know that, uh, you know, or us as, as coaches are feeling that pressure, you know, right. are, we, are, we, are we making sure that there's no stone unturned? Um, are we making sure these kids are as prepared as possible Um, But I think just adversity-wise that we face year-in and year-out problem-wise and things like that are just trying to manage expectations and trying to make sure that our kids know just don't do too much. Just do what you're capable of, what you're asked to do inside this offense, inside this defense, special teams, et cetera. Um, And I think that sometimes, you know, when you are winning, like we were fortunate enough to do, um, that can kind of be hard because you kind of get complacent. You kind of get to the point to where – why we're just going to win. So why should I do these offseason right. workouts? And, you know, you have some of that. And I think that, you know, in order to what we were able to do at McGinnis um, and to build in such a program that we've done there uh, was that we just continued to push the envelope every single year um, and kind of never really let off the gas. I mean, That didn't end up in, you know, a state championship trophy or, you know, rings or anything like that, but we were there and we gave ourselves a shot and that's all you really could ever ask, you know? Um, So I think that's just the biggest challenge is managing expectations.
0: Yeah. And, and you, and you sort of talked about it, you talked about pressure a little bit. How, how did your guys, especially your players, how did they handle that? You know, that's, that's sort of what I'm more curious about than, than the coaches. And we just actually just got off a podcast or or, or a, a new Twitter speak thing with Brendan Cahill talking about the mental side of things, but, how did, your, how did your guys, your players, handle that mental side of things?
1: You know, I think that uh, the best thing about the kids that we had them against and that they continue to have there is that um, at the end of the day, uh, they know that, you know, football is just a game. Right. Um, and, you know, it's our job as coaches to teach them the discipline, to teach them where to go, what to do, things like that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, they're there to have fun. And I think that the culture that was built there um, and the family support and just everybody that's involved from top to bottom allowed those kids to understand that, you know, Saturday through Thursday, probably going to suck. But Friday, you know, have fun, just relax. And, you know, they were able to do that. And I think that, you know, they were able to flip that switch from grind mode to, you know, party mode. Right. And, and that's kind of like what the mentality was. They had and you know, I'd be lying if it's you know the coaches didn't feed off of that. Those kids, they just I mean, hats off to them. You know, they had every reason to fold, quit, you know, every excuse to, and they just continue to have fun. And I think that's the most important thing for those guys is they just never let up. They they're just a great group of kids and, and fun is I mean, we you know that's all they that's all they wanted to do with play on Friday night. So right. So, I think that's the biggest part.
0: So you guys, you guys didn't really have to to push much then as, as coaches, I mean, was it, was it just one of those things that as, as, as they come in through the program, like the older guys just sort of, and I know obviously you're not there anymore, but is this, is it one of those things where the older guys just sort of knew what to do and and took control and the younger guys just followed and then it just kind of kept going and going and going?
1: Oh, for sure. And I mean, that kind of starts at, you know, younger age, but it's kind of one of those things that, you know, they always say that, you know, bad teams, no one leads, good teams, coaches leads, great team players lead. Right. Um, and that's kind of, you know, what everyone's trying to do when they build a program is to get that. And at McGinnis, you know, that was kind of where we got to and where they're continuing to do right now is just that the expectation is this, but, you know, and then you get those older guys that have been through it and they understand it, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, this is going to be awful summer pride is going to be tough seven on seven in the summer, all this stuff, but Hey, you know, Friday nights are fun here. Yeah. And you know, those kids do a really, really good job of keeping people under their wings and kind of just showing them the ropes to it allows the coaches to kind of sit back and just focus on what they need to, because they know that the, it's a player led program.
0: Right. How, now, how much of that, how much of that do you guys have at, at little acts? Or is that something that, and I'm not sure again, I've, you know, I know Oklahoma football. I know it enough just from you guys through Twitter and, and kind of doing my research a little bit, but you know, I'm not, I'm not as familiar with little Axe. Is is that, do you guys have that at that program? Or is that something you guys are striving to,
1: to accomplish? No, you know, that's something that we're getting to. I mean, we're getting there um, slowly, but surely. And that's something that really attracted me to the job was, you know, my buddy's the head coach there. And uh, when he called me about the opportunity, it was really, really hard to leave McGinnis because, you mm. know, Uh, I mean, I'm attached to those boys. I'm attached to that program and everything. But, you know, the challenge of coming in and really just trying to turn a place around and really investing in kids and trying to do things the right way, that's just kind of been something I've always been drawn to. Um, and so that's, you know, when the head coach called me and I talked to coach fearborn about it and we went back and forth, you know, I could see where his vision was and I wanted to be on board because I think it can get done and we are getting there slowly. You're starting to see, you know, some of the cream rise to the crop with us. And I think some people are starting to get on the bus with us. And so I'm really excited to see that. Um, are we there yet? No. Right. Um, but you know, it doesn't happen overnight right but but we are definitely a hundred percent taking steps in the right direction and that's that's a really good thing to see
0: right and i think that's great you know you want to you know that's 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 half the fun is is getting to that point um and then you know once you hit that point the fun then becomes how do we maintain this and how do we what can we do to kind of break through um and so that's, that's the fun part of coaching definitely is, is, is doing those things. And again, we just talked about this on this, on, an, on another Twitter uh, chat, but, you know, f- getting those moments where you sign it, kind of see it click and where you can see it kind of in those guys' faces. And, and that's the, that's the fun part. That's the stuff that we
1: really love as coaches. Oh, for sure. I mean, and that's what I, 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 tell people all the time. If you're not in it for that, you're not in it for the right reasons. Cause you know, you're not in it for money most of the right. time, but I mean, that, that is the biggest thing. I mean, to, to me, it's my goal to make sure that, you know, when kids come to football practice, it's the funnest part of their day. Um, yeah. you, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know what school is like anything else. So if football is the most fun part they have in the day, then we've done our job. And I think that, you know, that's how you get more kids out to your program. That's how you continue to to build and, develop the culture that you want. Um, you know, and I think we're doing that right now. I think, you know, it, it, it's getting there step by step, but, uh, you know, we're really doing that. And the kids are really starting to buy in and it's, it's going up and I'm, I'm really excited to see where we go.
0: That's awesome. I love that. That That's, uh, you know, for me, for me and, and kind of having connection with you guys, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be watching and, and seeing how you guys do. So that, that's awesome to, to hear about your excitement. So,
1: um, well, I appreciate that, man. I really do. I'm. It, it's been, you know, coming in late in spring ball and everything like that and just kind of getting rolling, you know, it, it's, you just kind of feel like you're behind the eight ball. But right. Like you said, like you said, though, you know, you get those, you see a kid make a play that he hadn't made two weeks and you see him make one at team camp or at seven on seven. And you kind of like, you just kind of see that, you know, they, they're getting there just to be patient and let it, let it unfold how it's supposed to unfold.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Last question I've got for you, Coach, and, and uh, you know, this can be uh, – this is the tough one, so to speak, but if you could put together a, a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen uh, from guys you coached, maybe guys you played high school ball with or, or guys that you were a fan of, who would be on that five-man offensive line?
1: Man, all right. So, guys I've coached, guys I've played with, and then the NFL. All right, I'm going to go with uh, – my two tackles are going to be – um, Lane Johnson and Phil Lodeholt from okay. OU. So we're, so we're going
0: Oklahoma. I can already I, I can already well, tell.
1: Well, I, I, I need big tackles because okay. I, I, I want a vertical passing game. I need to know I'm protected. <laughs> so I want, I, want, I want guys that can handle the speed rush, and I want to be able to run counter. Gotcha. Um, so at guard, I'm going to give a shout-out to a guy I played high school football with. Um, his name is Colton Hyde. Um, I, I've got to get him at guard. He's one of the nastiest offensive linemen I've ever seen play. And, you know, I, I've got to give him a shout-out. Sure. Um, at center, man. Center's going to be tough. I'll probably go with – I kind of want to go with – I'm going to go back to Oklahoma just because I like the – he's from – he's an Oklahoma kid, probably Creed Humphrey. Yeah. And I'll pro- probably throw a Zach Martin at guard as well. of okay. Get some – I just want big road graders that I know that are going to protect me. So, yeah. that would probably be mine, you know. I mean, if I went old school, you know, I'd I don't know, man. I just, I I like that. I like the speed off the edge. I like the new body style, you know, of the, of the Lane Johnson and everything like that. So I'd probably have to go with those five just to, just to protect me and let me know that I can throw it downfield, but also I can run my GT counter with the athleticism they've got. So I probably what I'd have to go with I got you. I can, I can respect that. I, I, uh, I, I
0: watched a lot of Creed Humphrey film this, this season. He's, he's a absolute stud. And I remember, I remember Lode Holt. You know the, the funny part is I don't really remember Lane Johnson at Oklahoma too much. Like I know he played there and was really good, but I just don't remember it. I remember Lode Holt though cuz he was like 6'8" 350 or something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that, that that I can go with that group. That's a
1: good group. So you're Well, you're I just, there. you know, I just I love Lane Johnson's build cuz you just don't see it. I mean, he's one of the most impressive looking bodies but just how nasty he is up front and just his athleticism, the way he's able to, you know, handle a power, a bull rush, versus, you know, handling a speed rush off the edge. It's just kind of – it's a combination of a body and skill set that you don't really see.
0: Right. Yeah, and when you do see it, it's special.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on. Before we get you out of here, do me a favor. uh, Drop your Twitter handle and any other information you you, uh, want the listeners to know.
1: Yeah, uh, my Twitter handle is Coach underscore lanham l-a-n-h-a-m and then the number two um and then if you want to reach me by email or anything like that it's coach s lanham at gmail.com um please reach out to me please follow me i love to talk ball all the time and coach shiffman man i really appreciate you allowing me to come on and talk some ball with you for a little bit
0: yeah yeah this was good i appreciate you coming on uh you know like i said best of luck to you uh looking forward to Watching your guys' success and, and uh, you know, looking forward to talking with you as, as the season goes along. So um, nothing but the best for you guys, and, and hopefully you guys do some big things.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate it, and good luck to you as well, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.